Noteworthy Weekly, delivering the best of humanity every Saturday. Here's your hosts, Allison Rosen and Todd Perry. Everybody, welcome back to the Upworthy Weekly Podcast. My name is Todd Perry, and with me is the wonderful Allison Rosen. Hello. Everybody out there knows Allison from her super popular podcast, Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend, and Childish, starring Greg Fitzsimmons. And my name is Todd Perry, podcasting under duress right now, as right before we were getting ready to record... There's some buggy stuff happening in my studio, so I had to like quickly run over to like the office, and um, so here we are. So the audio may be a little different on this show, but bear with me. Just bear with me. Just just pretend that weird echo isn't happening. But Allison, how are you doing? Because you seem like you're the picture of good health and uh, big energy today. Well, you know, Todd, the worse things get for you, the better they get for me. And it's not just coincidence. When you suffer, I thrive. That's mm. the relationship we have. We're inversely proportional. So I'm doing great. I could not be better. Uh, and I'm going to knock it out of the park. I want someone to do like a statistical regression, if that's even the term mm. of it, of like every time we rate our weeks, like if I get a, <laughs> if I get a 1.5, you get a 3.5. Like it always adds up to five. Like if you get a five, yes. I get a zero. Yes. Right. A f- like... Yes, like K, it's a constant. Although I do feel like there was one week where where I remember I said, we're twinsies. Maybe we both had a 2.5 or something. It, it must have been, because there's no yeah. way we were both up at, at, no. at the same time. Yeah, I remember like when you had COVID, I was flying high. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, wait, we had COVID simultaneously. We did? We did, well, yeah, because you were talking about how you were getting over it, and then I was yes. like, I don't have it. And then you told me, you looked at me. Like I a, said, you have it. Yeah. yeah. Like, like and then you healer. said, as it turns out, I do. And I said, I'm not one of those people who's going to be like, well, it brings me no small amount of joy to, to be right. I was like, it brings me a ton of joy that I'm right. I'm, I sound evil. By the way, mm. I posted an Instagram story where I listed all the, what was my thesis? It was, ju- oh, I know. There was a screen cap of me looking so like over like I looked so elated to be listening to you telling a story and I was like look how happy I am talking to Todd this is unusual for all the following reasons and I listed like all five ways that you're wrong which are like the basic five you know like the starter pack of ways you're wrong and then someone wrote in to say I left one out which is that you're wrong about Dave Grohl now I haven't I don't know how I feel about your opinion about Dave Grohl, oh. but this listener wanted you to know that she feels wrong. Ab- Todd Perry, wrong on Grohl, brought to you by, you know, this listener. Okay, well, I mildly mentioned that Dave Grohl got on my nerves on a previous mm-hmm. episode, and I realized it was an inappropriate time for me to go hard on that opinion, given the man has suffered a recent loss. So I yes. took it easy. I took it easy. Under, under that circumstance, okay? So it still ruffled some feathers. <laughs> I, so I got some people hit me up on Twitter about that. Oh, really? Yeah, people were... I think 99% of everybody likes Dave Grohl, and yeah. I'm the one person that gets kind of annoyed by him. But uh, we're not going to get into that. Listen to a previous show. But you know what? I, I still stand on that. But also, my heart is with Dave, given all of his troubles. Mm-hmm. But I also think that you were happy on... 
that show and he looked just so happy because I was talking about how I was living in an Airbnb <laughs> because my house had flooded and like I was in survival <laughs> mode and like again I just said why Todd why are you adjusting stuff in the bedroom I'll tell you why because my kid had to sleep here because his 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 room was covered with mold okay I so I'm not happy that your child is inconvenienced that doesn't make me happy you sent me a video of your son you guys had to rehome a mouse that you found in your garage which Mm -hmm. i think as much as i like to trumpet all over town the fact that you're like a horrible person you found a mouse in your garage and you took it out to a field and you set it free which i think is a beautiful thing that is probably like not going to go well for the mouse statistically but still um and your son was so sad and he was crying and he was like goodbye mousy and it was heartbreaking i mean we're talking like old yeller sisterhood of the traveling pants which for anyone warning sisterhood of the traveling pants is a tear jerker they don't tell you that if you're thinking of renting that this came out in 1995 if you're thinking of going to blockbuster and renting sisterhood of the traveling pants it is a tear jerker i'm telling you anyway this uh clip this video you sent me was so sad and i don't want your son to be sad but if mm. you're sad todd i'm fine with that Okay, well, here, here's the deal. <laughs> Apropos of nothing, you brought up the me letting the mouse go story. Yeah. Later in this week, when we talk Uh-oh. about whether we're better people or not, mice come up again. Oh, no. Okay, well, I look forward, I look forward to that. So on this week's show, we're going to go over some of the most popular and engaging stories from the week of September 26th to 30th, 2022 on Upworthy. And uh, on today's show, we've got a controversial kid's birthday gift, a woman who got back at her fiancé after being left in the altar, hilarious Yelp reviews, and much, much more. Allison, what do you got? All right. So Backstreet Boys member AJ McLean uh, posted a photo, a back to school photo of his two daughters and fans noticed that one of his daughters had apparently changed her name. Uh, Her name used to be Ava. And now in the photo, she is labeled as Elliot which is my son's name. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of, you know, talk in the comments, like what's going on? Is she Elliot now? Is, Is she changing genders? What is it? And, you know, I don't know if you've noticed, Todd, but commenters online are not always the kindest, even when it involves a child. So the commenters were maybe a little... Uh, a little bit, they were being jerks a little bit. So uh, the mom, Rochelle, took to social media to set the record straight and she said for those asking not that it's anyone's business but Elliot's name change is not a gender thing Ava has changed her name quite a few times since she was about five last year she asked us to start calling her Elliot and it stuck she wanted something unique that no one else had parentheses there are so many Avas she added I didn't really see the harm in respecting her desire to be unique come to think of it it's a little odd that as parents we choose names for people we haven't even met yet and expect them to forever identify as that person. Anyway, so that's how Ava became Elliot. I knew once I put it out there, people would have opinions, but be kind. And then here's one of my favorite aspects of the story. Uh, Apparently in the McLean home, it started a little bit of a domino effect and their younger daughter, his name is Lyric, (laughs) asked if she could be called Ava. Oh. (laughs) She wanted to take the... so. She wanted to take the older daughter's name, but they said no. 
they're like, no, the, the name stop, the name situation stops here. Um, so anyway, yeah, uh, I, a lot of thoughts. I, when I was about five, decided that my name was Tasha because this cool older girl I knew was named Tasha. So I went through a Tasha phase. I went through a Maya phase. I went through a, I think there was like a Browna, Browna, which is not really a name. I don't know if it was like Bronwyn and I had confused it. I would meet these cool older girls. And by the way, by cool older girls, I just mean like I was five and they were seven or something. And I would decide I want that to be my name. So I would just constantly introduce myself as other people. Uh, and my parents went along with it. Um, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, well, I don't know. What do you think? I think there's, I kind of think there's no harm in letting your kid try on a different name. You know, I, I, I agree with you and I agree with AJ McLean and saying, or AJ McLean's wife and saying that, um, you know, it's, it's weird that other people name us and you name yeah. them before they even know who they are. Like, I, I get that. But, I think if you start making it okay for kids to name themselves, like you're going to start getting weird names. Like if I turned to my kid, Declan, uh, who looks like a Declan, and I said, hey, Declan, like, choose your name. Just do whatever you want. He'd be like, I'll be Power Ranger Perry. (laughs) Right? Or like, you know, Charles Pokemon Perry or something. Like, and, and the kids would change their names often. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think we get some. And then also in in the same way, like you you know you don't want your parents naming you. I think in the same way you don't want your five year old self naming you, right? Because that's for life. It's like well, choosing a tattoo. Yes. Well, like, that's why they're saying it's unofficial. You know, they're they're not heading off to the. Um, where is it that you officially change your name? The official name change office. It's just yeah. an unofficial name change. You know. I think it's on social media and I imagine in school, sort of like a nickname, like Greg Fitzsimmons, the aforementioned, uh, went by Spike for a period of time and he keeps mentioning it at the beginning of the show. And then it's it's like my turn to mention my nicknames and I'm like, I don't have any. Uh, Maybe I need to give myself one. Like you gave yourself the king of good news. I I did not give myself the king of good news, actually. Oh, I'm sorry. Who, Who heralded that? No, I'm just saying in general. I was saying, you know, like people refer to Elvis Presley as the king of rock and roll because, you know, he was the guy who really brought it to mass audiences, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were calling Michael Jackson the king of pop, which I assume was not self-applied because he was the king of pop music. And let's be honest here, I've been writing for Upworthy for years, and Upworthy is known for their positive, uplifting stories. And me being kind of the male, you know, Annie Renault would be mm-hmm. queen. You know, right. um, Heather Wake would be Queen's consort. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacelyn, who, who's a little bit newer, she'd be like the princess of good news. And that would lead me to be the king. So that's all I was saying with that. And other people had said it. It wasn't something that I self-applied. Okay. Obviously. Obviously. Right. I hear what you're saying. I just think this makes me have more respect for the McLeans. More power to them, I like, say. You were thinking a lot about the McLeans before and had a negative opinion? I, I look, he wasn't my favorite Backstreet Boy. What can I say? I had a thing, you know, it, this has actually come up on my show lately. And we've been talking about how Kevin, Kevin, whose name, my last name, I forget. But we feel that people have been sleeping on Kevin. And maybe Kevin was the coolest Backstreet Boy. But I now I feel like maybe AJ is like bump, getting bumped up because I feel like that is nice, compassionate parenting. 
Sorry, Kevin. I feel like there's like an 80-20 rule when it comes to boy bands. Like, there yeah. can be only one that finds mainstream success. Like, you know, take that, Gary Barlow, who cares about him? It's all about, uh, you know, Robbie Williams. You right. Know, um, one Direction. Who Harry. are the other One Directions? I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. Henry Styles, that guy. Justin Did Timberlake. Did Henry? H- Harry Styles. Oh, my. Harry, yeah. My niece is going to kill me. <laughs> and my, both my nieces. I'm gonna, there's going to be nothing but a neck neck show just sitting oh, right no. here. But yeah, you know, all of them, um, 98 Degrees, it was just Justin Timberlake. Okay, that's the wrong. What's he? That's the wrong guy and the wrong. 98 Degrees was Nick Lachey. Oh, he was a bum. He, he never amounted to anything, right? Um, well, he did that show with, uh, Jessica Simpson, newlyweds. I, I hope the same people that yelled at me about Dave Grohl on Twitter are going to now come at me about my thoughts about Nick Lachey. Me too. It might be, it might be a different crew though. Who knows? All hail Todd Perry, the king of good news. God save the king. Woman gifts a bottle of champagne for a one-year-old's birthday. Sparks a heated discussion. Not necessarily a good news story, but I am the king of good news reading a story, you know. We do. <laughs> Hence, transitive property of your good news monarchy. It, it turns into good news. If it comes from this soup cooler, it's good news regardless. <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah, there's a woman who gifted a bottle. Who? Uh, uh, All right, so let's get to the audio here. There's a woman who happened to be uh, from Australia. And she is a podcaster, and she went on TikTok because en route to a birthday party for a one-year-old, she decided, eh, screw the gift for the one-year-old, I'm bringing Mm. some champagne. So let's hear it. Let's decide whether this was okay. I would really love to know other people's thoughts on this, but I'm on my way to a first birthday party and I actually got the parents a bottle of champagne instead of the child. So in the child's lifetime so far, he's 12 months old, I've gotten him a baby shower present, a being born present, and I only thought it was fair to give their parents a present to celebrate the first year that they survived as parents. And furthermore to that, the child is not actually going to remember their first birthday party and there are around 50 other people going who I'm assuming are all gonna buy the kids presents. So do you think it's fair for a first birthday party to buy the parents a present in place of the child yeah but here's the thing i feel like buy a little something for the kid and then also buy something for the parents if you're gonna do that because i do think it raises the question of like where's the gift for the kid uh although the kid is not even gonna notice but i do think the kid's first birthday is actually more meaningful and significant for the parents who are thinking about where they were exactly one year ago. I remember my mom got me like a, a bouquet or a plant or something. Um, and she said something in front of Daniel, though, something to the effect of like, it's really much more about 
the mom. But I, I felt bad because I'm like, well, it's also about Daniel, you know, a little bit. Like she completely left him out of out of that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think this is right. I mean, it's really like an anniversary of you giving birth to this baby exactly one year ago. Yeah. So. Is there a small th- thought you might have in your brain if the Australian woman shows up with just a bottle of champagne and you're like, she forgot a gift and last minute went into a refrigerator and grabbed a bottle of champagne? Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like she needs to explain. She would need to explain her thinking. Yes, actually, I would. Even if she explained it, I'd be like, what? And I think and- I would. You're right. And especially the Australians are known for their drinking, correct? Sure. Are they? Yeah. Didn't you see that movie by the the um, the my big fat Greek wedding gal Nia Vardalos? Uh, I didn't see an Australian drinking movie by Nia Vardalos. She made a movie where she was a uh, tour guide in Greece. She kept the mm-hmm. Greece thing going. And okay. she, and then there were people from all over Europe in different countries, and then she stereotyped them all. Like, the Italians, I couldn't stop making out. The American, who was Richard Dreyfus, was annoying. The Australians were super drunk. Was it a good movie? It sounds interesting. I don't know. I, I think it was fine. It was fine. It was cute. There was a guy in it named Poopy, kind of like Greg Fitzsimmons, but... <laughs> Poopers. Yeah, poopers. Um, well, it sounds it sounds great. I was not aware, but yeah, this woman. Now that you mention it, I think she's a forgetful lush, and uh, I don't like it one bit. You really talked me out of my original point. See, I you know here's the great thing about bottles of champagne is that like champagne, no one's gonna judge you if you're drinking early if it's champagne, right? Like if right. you're if you're cracking a Bud Light. At, you know, nine in the morning, 930, people are going to judge you, right? But if you have Mm -hmm. a bottle of champagne, even if it's cheap champagne, even if it's sparkling white wine, totally fine because you're having brunch. Right. Right. If you put orange juice into beer, into your Miller Lite, you're having a brass monkey. Not kind of frowned upon early in the morning, but Mm -hmm. champagne, it's a mimosa. There you go. Yeah. Are you able to like drink in the day and then carry on with your day? I never could. It just, it, it it did me in for the day. I've kind of figured out how to how to navigate that, how to do it. And I mean, obviously, if you nap, that's that's a way to do it. Um, right. You got to take a break, is what you got to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 stop at one thirty. And then at like four, when you're getting ready for dinner, you have a little, another, little, another drink. And, and then maybe two more after that. And you just kind of layer those out. And then the alcohol doesn't have a going down effect. It has a going up effect on the backside. Interesting. Good, good tips. Upworthy Weekly. <laughs> Upworthy Weekly. Uh, Todd, are you familiar with these dramatic readings of Yelp reviews? They are hilarious. Uh, and by the way, I place so much importance on Yelp reviews. Oh. I and I have been like the on the receiving end of companies trying to get like 
dishonest Yelp reviews out of me. And, and by the, by that, what I mean is, uh, I have been offered discounts in exchange for good Yelp reviews and things like that, which I feel like is, I feel actually, I feel like that goes on all the time. Like you'll go to a place and they'll have a placard, which is like, if you, you know, in exchange, you can have, you know, a discount for a Yelp review, which is like, oh, so when you go to these places that have, you know, 3000 five-star reviews or something, you can't really trust it. it. But at the same time, if I'm checking out a new business and I go and they have something negative on Yelp, it totally dissuades me. I'm aware that it's not entirely trustworthy and yet I place so much importance on it. Anyway, uh, some years ago, these dramatic reenactments by actors of Yelp reviews went viral and then like they're kind of going viral again. And uh, we have the audio from some of them and it is hilarious. Okay, uh, here's the first one. I'm hungry, and I'm mad. <laughs> Being hungry doesn't help the anger. Oh, by the way, this is a Yelp review she's leaving on Dunkin' Donuts. Yes. Anyways, my sister bought us two everything cream cheese bagels this morning. I'm sorry. Why am I paying half slash more price for basically toasted bagel? It basically looked like they thinly smeared a little bit of cream cheese on one side of the bagel with a finger. Is there some shortage of cream cheese I don't know about? What the H? There, actually, I'm sorry, I don't mm. mean to break it up, but there was a cream cheese shortage that was happening, you know, like... I don't know, three months ago when you couldn't get anything? Sure. You, know, you, could, you couldn't get baby So there formula. really was. Yeah, there really yeah. It actually was a cream cheese shortage. Um, yeah. Well, there you go. I've never seen a DD do this. If I wanted to eat healthier and watch my fat consumption, I wouldn't be in a Dunkin' Donuts in the first place. Dee Dee shouldn't make that decision for me anyways. Deal breaker. Shut it down. I love it. Love it. And then this next one is a review of O'Leary's restaurant in St. Louis. Oh, wait, real quick. That music, that's the same music. We did that bit where the guy pretends like he's talking to his son. Uh, the oh, yeah. News, good news story. That's the same exact music. It's like burned in my brain after that episode. Right. I think that's Moonlight Sonata. I got stabbed here. The food was fresh. The drinks, tasty. But I got stabbed here. Would consider going back. <laughs> I, you know, funny enough, wow. I've been robbed 
at a Mexican food place in Long Beach. I'll call it out, La Revancha on Anaheim. And I was robbed there. I left a bass guitar in the back trunk of my car. And I went in to get a burrito. And I went back and my my bass guitar was was gone. And this was brand new. Mm. My then girlfriend, now wife, had just bought it for me for my birthday. And mm-hmm. so obviously she hated me for it. But the, the thing was, the burritos are so good at this place that like the next week I went back there. I just made sure I like locked the car and didn't leave any instruments in yeah. it. But... I was like, I, I will not be deterred Smart. from eating here, you know. I Had think you left I your did. car unlocked? Seems like something well, I do. That's kind of dumb. Did you I ever get the bass back? No. no. I mean, no, I'd not. No, wow. No. And Poor Todd. I had to tell, it was good Fender jazz bass. I had to tell my mm-hmm. girlfriend at the time, now wife, you know, uh, you know that bass you spent all that money on? And then the funny thing was, every time she tell the story about the bass guitar getting stolen, it, it went up yeah. in value. Like, it's now like... <laughs> like a big fish story. <laughs> yeah, it is. It was like, I honestly, I think it cost like $500 back in, you know, 2002 money. Still great, great guitar. Uh, yeah. Now it's like $1,400 rare, <laughs> you know. It was passed down from, you know, Charles Mingus. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah, so I, I understand that, being victim of a crime, but still, like, we'll go back, you know? Right, yeah. Well, I mean, it happened in the parking lot, though. Like, if you had been jumped in the actual restaurant, would you still go back? <laughs> if I wound up in a, a World Star video, like getting my butt kicked in the middle of a yeah. restaurant. Uh, I think that might dissuade me a little bit. And then also it might be right. like you go in there and the people work there. It's like, oh, that's the guy who got his ass beat, you know? Right. But right. then again, maybe you should get a discount. Like I came back and I was talking to the guy that works there and I was like, look, I'm going to be honest with you. Last time I was here, I was robbed. Uh, and then the guy just stared at me. You know, you know, sometimes people give you big, dumb face, like just no reaction. <laughs> yes. It was like, uh, you know, last week, might remember me, uh, came in, got the asada, green sauce. Um, I got robbed, you know, and then, and then the look back for all the, <laughs> all you people on Facebook was. <laughs> that, that was it. Nothing. No. Hey, man, I'm sorry, bro. Or like. Right. Yeah. yeah. Big dumb face. Oh, that's such a good description of that. Yeah, just. Um, <sighs> have you ever had to really like just flame a restaurant? You know, just go full flame war or any place on Yelp. Have you ever gone real negative? No. Um. Yes. Well, no, not full flame war, but the place that tried to uh, get me to give them a positive review in exchange for. A discount in exchange for a positive review. I did leave that information in a review um, because it, so this was when I was doing IVF. Um, So I was full of hormones already. So I was a little bit, you know, on edge. I was full of hormones. And they said that like, you know, 
and these hormones are, it's like one specialty pharmacy. I can't remember all the details, but it's like one specialty pharmacy that has this specific drug. And they said that they would give me, it was like a considerable, these are expensive drugs and it was like a considerable discount if I left a review and mentioned which person had helped me. So I like went on there and left the review. And then I had to call them and tell them that I had done this. So I like went on there, left the review, told them. And then they said that then there was going to be like some delay or something. Um, so like, I, it like it wasn't going to work out or something. I don't know. Like it was like super, inc- I can't remember exactly what happened, but like basically I felt like it was fraudulent, their behavior. Um, so I left a review and it was, I like wrote this whole long, long review. And then I'm like, this reads as hormonal and insane. And I just pared it down to like a few sentences that was like, it was pretty, it was rational sounding by the end. Um, and then I just left it at that. And then someone from the local news contacted me. Oh. Not maybe actually, no, not local news, like news in Brooklyn <laughs> contacted me and was like, we're doing a story on, you know, businesses that are like, uh, you know, monkeying around with Yelp, would you be interviewed for it? And but I did. I decided I don't. This is not. This is not what I how what I want to be known for. So I didn't do yeah. it. Um, but yeah, that was my one experience. I that's the only Yelp review I've ever left. What about you? Well, I was going to ask. Uh, for this was for your first child, right? For both. Okay. For both. Um, but that was for that was for Elliot. But I did IVF for both. Now, here's what you got to do. You got to go back and leave a review based on the kid they gave you. <laughs> right? right? I should review the clinic. Right. You'd be like, the kid, the kid didn't learn how to use the potty till four and a half. Uh, right. Sometimes he's got yeah. some attitude issues. Um, he was born slightly jaundiced. You know, go mm-hmm. through all the things and every kind of imperfection with the child, put it up there so other people know what kid they'll be getting from, as my kid would say, the kid store, you know? I'm not even sure he's mine. Put that there. Yeah. I mean I mean I think he is, but how can I how can I be sure? I mean, well maybe they're harvesting like really just great eggs, you know, grade A mm. pasteurized and they're bringing those in and they go, "Well, she's got black hair. Okay, find the good eggs with the black hair and they'll never know the difference." Right. Right. My kids but my kids don't have black hair. So maybe they're not oh, mine. Oh yeah, they Right. I got um, a couple. I got a couple of blondies. Yeah. Hmm. Questionable. What's that about? Yeah. So I've only like flamed one guy on uh, on Yelp, and that was a guy built a, a a gate, like a gate out in front of my house, and mm. it was it's real cool looking orange gate. But what happens is, after a while, like the paint started bubbling up and it started rusting. And so I called the guy and I left like six messages. Hey, what's up? This is Todd Perry. I bought the gate from you. And I'd like to know if there's a way it could be like repainted or something to fix the gate that, you know, we spent a lot of money on. It shouldn't go bad in a year. So the guy, nothing, just completely ignored me. Again, it was the, Hmm. it was the phone equivalent of big dumb face he was giving me. He ignored the king of good news? Yes. Yes, he did. Oh, one does not. The king of good news will not be ignored. Do not ignore the crown. So he, <laughs> so he finally, 
I get a call from him like four months after my last review. And he's like, hey, this is Dave, you know? And I was like, oh. After your last review, how many reviews did you leave? Okay, I think the only, I think I left, no, I think my last phone call. Okay. And then, then I went to, I'm going to have to write a review. And it had like pictures of the rust oh, and boy. the whole bit. So then the guy calls me, hey, this is Dave, you know? I was like, well, hey, Dave, great to hear from you finally. I'm like, how are you doing? He goes, not very well today, Todd. I'm like, why? He goes, because I read that review you wrote. And I was like, good. Um, did you notice you never called me back after I called you so many times? And, and he yeah. goes, I was busy, Todd. I was busy. I couldn't get back to you. And I was like, is that my That's- problem? That you were busy with your business? And he goes, Todd, I told you I was busy. <laughs> and so then I was like, is it my fault that you could not get back to me? But Todd, I told you, and he just kept saying like there was no nuance. It's a frustrating conversation, yeah. It was, it was, and I, you know, and so I was like, you know, we're running in circles, Dave. How do we make this right? And we came to an agreement, and he came out and he fixed it. And his son was working with him, and his son just mad dogged me and gave me hard looks the whole time. He just like stared at me. Yeah, it was it was a bad scene. I should have wrote another review. Dave's nice son. Hard looks. Mm -hmm. Upworthy Weekly. Hi, I'm Bobby Miller, and I want to be your new best friend who knows just a little bit too much about pop culture. Join me every week on my show, The Afternoon Special, where I'll be taking deep dives into everything in pop culture that you never knew to ask about, but now need the answer to. This season, we'll be discussing the best moments in late night TV, how the network comedy was saved, the insanity that was Y2K, and much, much more. Each episode is sure to make you think, sometimes make you laugh, and maybe even make you cry. Follow the afternoon special right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Woman left at the altar by her fiancé decided to, quote, turn the day around and have a wedding anyway. There are a few things that feel more awful than being stranded at the altar by your spouse-to-be. That's why people are cheering on Kaylee Steed from the UK for turning her day of extreme disappointment into a party for her friends, family, and most importantly, herself. That See, that's how you become the king of good news. You write copy like that. That's, that yeah. was a sparkled, and it made me smile. Steed was in absolute shock after hearing the news that her husband-to-be would not be showing up that day. She had paid for nearly the entire wedding herself, using up all of her life savings for 12,000 pounds, which is like 13,000 US. Uh, so obviously she was very That's upset. It? Oh. oh. Well, oh. I mean, excuse me, but <clears throat> back in the day, the pound to dollar conversion was, uh, it would have been more. Oh, I thought you were saying twelve thousand, thirteen thousand dollar wedding. Ugh. Mm, that's it. No, so no, 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 no. God, Ooh. if someone clips that, it's going to make you sound like a real snob. No, I'm just surprised that twelve thousand pounds is only thirteen thousand dollars. The cheese at my wedding costs thirteen thousand dollars. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm surprised that the. I, I'm surprised at the conversion rate. I'm. I'm questioning your math. Uh 
but not really questioning your math. I'm just surprised because I thought that the pound to dollar uh, rate was a little bit different. This is not important. Carry on, king of good news. $13,000 was the wedding planner your mother? <laughs> please, please understand that is not what I meant. My heart, I, it it makes me so sad that this is her life savings and then this horrendous dillweed left her at the altar no i again i just when when i i haven't been to england in uh 20 years but when i was there it was like you'd basically doubled like if it was five pounds it was like 10 us dollars so okay anyway go ahead uh so well the funny thing is last last time i was in england it was for a wedding Mm. that didn't happen Oh my gosh, what is going on? Yeah, my wife and I flew out for a wedding in England. And, and this is a very good friend of ours, so I'm not going to like bash her or whatever. Uh, yeah. She's still with the guy, and it's been like nine years. But uh, we went there married. for the wedding, and then when we got there, she wasn't feeling very well. She's like, oh, you know, I'll just call it off, you know. And so we're like, well, we're in England. Might as well, you know, you know, uh, go do whatever you do in England. You know, go r- ride the tube, you know, and... Uh, Wait, she just called off a wedding? Usually weddings are not things that are easily called off. No, like three days before. She she was feeling kind of sick. Wow. And uh, she was like, oh, no, I don't think we're going to do the wedding. And uh, that was it. Anyway, so this woman, hmm. the videographer at her $13,000 wedding, uh, she could afford the videographer, um, <laughs> she, as a joke said, well, why don't you just carry on, girls? You spent all this money. You're not getting it back. All your guests are here. Why don't you just go? So then she did just that. And uh, her friends, family, and even the groomsmen of the dude who bailed, they all went out there and partied. Uh, They did all their traditions and and, and the whole thing. And uh, they enjoyed themselves. But here's, here's, I think there's a little clue in this story as to the type of guy she was going to marry. And that like... She used her whole life savings on the wedding, right? So her man, or as they say in England, man wasn't really an earner, you know? Hmm. So maybe this guy was kind of, uh, I don't know how you say loser in English, Uh, but maybe that could have been it. Yeah. So yeah, so she decided, hey, let's not let the food go bad. Let's enjoy ourselves. Because look, there must have been, if it's a $13,000 wedding, there's been eight, $9,000 worth of food there. You know, you don't want to just let that go. Mm-mm. No, everyone's out. They're wearing their best. They're all ready to partay. They've all got those funny... make a day of it. Those fascinator hats. hats. Yeah, you know. Fascinator, yeah. That was called fascinating. You know, I was just thinking that if I was there, I was I was at the wedding and the groom didn't show up, I'd say, I'll play groom for a day. Well, that's so nice of you. Yeah. No, I'd like to smush the cake in her face and like dance with her mom and smoke cigars with the groomsmen and pretend I knew them. Like if she needed a wedding night, I'm there, you know. (laughs) That's so nice of you. Carry her over the the threshold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's thoughtful of you. Um, part of me says, yes, have a party. Enjoy it. The other part of me says, if it were me, 
I would probably be a little bit preoccupied with like, wait a minute, what happened? And it might get in the way of my enjoyment of the party. But that's just me. Yeah, I figure like it might be a lot of you slumped over in a corner with like five of your bridesmaids just like wiping your face and saying, yeah, checking my phone. Like, did did he text? What's going on? You know? wasn't worth it anyway nobody liked him you know yeah so what a jerk i know and then real jerk the sun the newspaper of record over there uh, caught up with the guy and oh my god uh, he refused to apologize what did he say he just said i don't want to talk about the article Well, the article wasn't written yet. Well, this was that. This is a follow-up. This was... Oh, okay. So. What I want to know is, is there anyone who was stood up at the altar who was truly in shock? Like, I thought everything was going so well. I had no inkling and like, oh my God. Because, you know, if you've seen that Sex in the City movie, I don't know, spoilers, but... Something like this happens, but it's like you kind of had a sense, like, you know, it wasn't like everything was perfect. Yeah. And, you know, I think sometimes people can be so excited about getting married and about the wedding that maybe the relationship takes a back seat. And maybe you don't realize the subtle clues like he's saying, I don't want to marry you, (laughs) you know, or. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes. It's right. It's so subtle. You have to really be looking for it. Did you like pay all of it or just make like a deposit on it? <laughs> right. Is it refundable? Yeah. I have my, it's a terrible accent I have. Can you refund the pounds we spent? Yeah. You're sure about that math? Hmm. It's time to rate your week. Have something great happen this week that you just have to share with the world? Tell us about it by emailing us at UpworthyWeekly at Upworthy.com. For those of you who are new listeners to the show, every week on the Upworthy Weekly podcast, we rate our weeks. And we say one to five, whether it was great or whether it's bad. And then we say whether we learned things. So that's an invitation to you, the listener, to think on this Saturday morning, As you're doing your dishes, as you're cleaning up the house, as you're having some champagne very early in the morning, how good was my week? How do I rate it? And then you can give us a call and uh, you can talk about it on the show. Allison, what's the phone number? 323-553-2331. Again, 323-553-2331. Now, when you call that number, you're going to hear someone say that you've reached the number for Allison Rosen as your new best friend. Don't be alarmed. It'll go to the correct place. We're a new show. We haven't gotten our stuff sorted out yet. So Allison Rosen, on a scale of one to yes. five, one being completely awful, five being transplended, right? You're weak. I'm going to give this one a four. Uh, I have been starting to live my life a little more boldly. I'm coloring outside the lines, Todd. I am starting to leave the, you know, I have been very, very COVID cautious. And after I got COVID, 
even though some people would say, now you have more immunity. I said, that was so unpleasant. I am now even more afraid because I don't want to get it again. Um, but anyway, I don't like, I just, I've started to, uh, I've started to do in-person shows again. I left the house to go to my annual well woman visit. I went into a hair appointment. I mean, a lot of exciting importance. I had therapy in person, really mixing it up. Um, but it feels like the old, if it's beginning to feel kind of pre-pandemic again, I realized that everyone else in the world has been like, the, everyone else is like living their lives again. And I have not been though, but I'm starting to again. And it's just been so nice. And the in-person shows have been amazing. So until calamity strikes, uh, it's, which I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. But for now, I'm really enjoying like seeing human beings again and leaving my house and stuff. So yeah, four. Wow. 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 I know. Wow. I know. I know. I know. Are you a better person than you were the week I, before? I just, I am a tiny bit because uh, I always say if I could wake up tomorrow knowing two new skills, no, three, three new skills, I would want to know Photoshop, video editing, and I would want to play the banjo. Uh, but the thing is, I really dislike editing. The times that I have tried to edit videos, I just, I find it tedious and I don't like it. However, every few years I try again and I recently tried video editing again, uh, and I found it less odious and sort of a tiny bit enjoyable. So therefore I'm a better person because I feel like I, I, I learned a little bit and I could do it a little bit. I could tolerate it a little more. So a tiny bit. I'm a sh I'm a hair better as a person. Yeah. All right. Well, what about you? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I'm gonna go real quick to the to the listeners that called in, and then I'll rate my rate my week. Okay. That? Perfect. Perfect. Because I think it's gonna get a little intense. Okay. And I just, you know, so this is Susie. Susie uh, left a message with us and rated her week. Let's hope it was a good one, Susie. I hope so. Hi, Allison and Todd. My name is Susie. I'm Natalia and Alexander's mom from the last couple of weeks of weekly rating. Todd challenged me to call in and give my weekly rating so that you have the whole family, uh, minus dad, who I'm still trying to get to, to listen, but the rest of us listen weekly. Um, my week this week is I'm going to give it a three and a half. Um, work has been very, very busy, which is stressful, but we have a couple weeks of this school year under our belt, and we're getting back into a rhythm, so it's been a good week. Uh, I am a better person than I was last week because uh, I had taken a few months, basically the summer, off from riding my exercise bike, which I used to do late at night, and I was just too tired to do it at night. So the last two weeks, I've been waking up an hour earlier and doing it in the morning, and makes me feel good and it's good for me physically uh, so I'm going to give myself a win there uh, we love the show and keep it up talk to you soon bye thank right, you thank you Thank you very much, Susie. And we've got a member. I've heard I heard this this next call before and this person references um, the cult of Allison. And <laughs> this is something I uncovered. Nobody else wanted to talk about it before me. I was mm -hmm. the first to get to it. Everybody was saying it, but I was the first person to really, you know, go on record with 
mentioning the fact that Allison does kind of have a cultish following of fans, and some of them meet together and eat carbohydrates and uh, <laughs> worship her. And the thing is, like every cult leader, Allison always goes, no, I'm not a cult leader. There's never been a cult leader that said, oh, yeah, this is a cult. All these guys behind me drinking Kool-Aid, total cult. The people worshiping me over here, fine. My buddy Tex over here, no, that's not a cult, okay? So anyway, this person who is in the cult says it's a cult, and she left a message. It's not a cult. Hi, Allison and Todd. This is super fan Megan. I'm in leadership with the cult. Um, I wanted to call because I. She put it out there, right there, like not even not even nine seconds in. She said, "I'm I'm with the cult." Yeah. <laughs> she would be she would be the worst person when the FBI infiltrates. I know. And they go, "Hey, is this a cult? Which one of you guys here is in a cult? Raise your hand and make them like me, 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 me." <laughs> Have some up news, up news, upworthy news. I'm getting married in like a handful of hours. I'm going to start getting ready in a couple hours. And we had um, a party last night, and fellow members of the Allison cult uh, came over to party. We had Lisa and Rafi and Lauren and Trice and Paul. She just named names, too. Look at I that. know. Like, boy, oh, boy. Are, are you a communist? Yes, I'm a communist. And Roger's a communist. James is a communist. Uh, Letty over there, she's a communist. Uh, the hugest communist is, is Bert right over there in the corner. She sang like a bird. Um, okay. Anyways, um, I'm just very excited, and I could not be happier. And I'm so lucky to have the Allison people be here and just take planes and drive for hours to be here and celebrate with me. Um, and Allison, I don't know if you remember, but I found out that gay marriage was legal while I was emailing you. Do you remember that? Like 2015, I think? Anyways, mm. I'm very happy, and I wanted to share that. Uh, love you guys. Bye. Aw. I did not remember that, but that's I'm so happy for you, Megan. Congratulations. That is wonderful. That's so sweet. That is very sweet, Megan. I wonder it was... She having a same-sex marriage? I figure if... Yes. Okay. All right. All right. So, yeah. Um, all right. It would be like, apropos of nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. And she is marrying Steve. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. I had the option and I declined. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, she's She has married a wonderful woman named Jess, and I am so happy for them. And may they name their first child Allison. <laughs> yes. So I guess I rate my week now. Um, yes. I had a uh, a pretty good week, actually, after my house flooded. We had to remove the flooring. We had to remove a wall. We had to remove a cabinet. We had mold, so we, had to, we were forced to live in Airbnbs for a while and move from Airbnb to Airbnb to Airbnb. And we moved back in the house. Uh, for three days, we didn't have hot water, but we got that going. So, you know, my wife and son and I were just kind of getting slowly out of survival mode and into thriving mode. I, I Oh, I give this week a, uh, a, a three because I'm, I'm being very mm. grateful for everything I have. And because I went to go see a great band. Uh, I went to go see the Gorillas the other night. Oh, nice. 
at the forum, and that was just a big, life-affirming, fun, good vibey show. And Damon Albarn is like the best frontman. It was just a blast, and you know, no attitude and great crowd too. One of those like everybody was there was there to have a good time, and it was kind of funny because it was like gorillas, like the fan base. It was like teenagers all the mm-hmm. way to like you know people in their like sixty-year-olds. So yeah, it was. Uh, it was fun partying with uh, people of lots of different ages and everything. It was cool. Nice. Are you a better person? <sighs> okay, I'm. I'm gonna let you judge whether I'm a better person or not. Uh oh. Which doesn't bode well for me. No, not really. Uh, so, as you're talking about at the beginning of this show, you set it up quite nicely. Uh, you did say that you didn't wish any harm upon my son because you saw how sad he was the time when I caught a mouse in my house and then I let the mouse go Mm -hmm. because I I love animals and I have no, I never want to hurt an animal, even cats. I even, I don't even want to hurt cats. Okay. (laughs) And so uh, Thursday morning, my wife, you know, she gets up a little bit before me and she goes, Oh, yeah, good news and bad news. I go, what? And she goes, I caught a mouse. Or we, we mm-hmm. caught a mouse. Bad news is it's alive. And so we've had traps in our house because we had mice come in and they like ate wiring in my house. Mm-hmm. And this is all while I've got my leak going. Like it was like, uh, you know, 10 plagues, you know. It was old, <laughs> old Testament crap going on at my house. Yeah. So she goes, you know, the mouse is in the uh, garage so i go and i look in a trap oh god the mouse it's kind of like one of its maybe like its hip is kind of caught in the trap and it can't get out and it's just kind of setting yes it's squirming there oh so then i go well what do i do if i take the mouse to some undisclosed location and set it free it's not gonna last long it's got a bum wheel Um, I looked down at it and I thought, well, it's in pain right now. The best thing to do is just to put it out of its misery. Right. And this is probably that's against every fall, but geez, every fiber in my being. I never like, I love animals. I have two tortoises. I have two dogs. I have a red eared slider turtle, a betta fish, uh, you know, child, wife, lots of animals around me. Yeah. So then I looked around the garage and I was like, well, what's a suitable instrument to dispatch of this animal? And I looked and right next to me, there was a mallet. Oh, God, Todd. So I, I looked down at the poor SOB and I was just like, you know, the good old fashioned, it's not true, but this is going to hurt me a lot more than it's going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might be true. And like Thor gave him one. Still wiggling a bit. Oh gosh! And then so, but but quickly, quickly, I was like, "Oh, is it dead? Is it dead? No, it's not dead." And it kind of me, 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 me. And then I just, and then boom, done. Maxwell silver hammer, and I dispatched the mouse. And then I made sure I made damn sure that it was dead. And then I, you know, I threw it out. So, Allison, you're making that look. You're making that look. Don't no. Don't look like that. Don't look like that. Don't make me feel bad. Don't make me feel bad. I'm smiling now, but it's a fake smile. Okay, good. So, am I a better person for having 
ended the misery of this mouse, or was there a better way to do it? Okay, before I get to that. So Exterminator comes later that day because he's checking all the traps. Found another one. It was head, fine. Clean shot, no, no pain. Um, and he said, so I, I said, I'm trying to be like, I'm cool, because he's an exterminator. This man has no heart, right? And I was like... Yes, yeah, I know, they don't. <laughs> Do you, I was look, like, at my, look at my fake smile. I was like, you know, we caught one. And he's like, oh, you want me to get it? I was like, no, 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 no. Took it out myself. Mallet. Bam. Two shots. Done. And then the guy goes, oh, dude. And I was like, what? He goes... He judged you? I got judged by the exterminator. This guy's got more blood on his hands. What were you supposed to do? Let it let it suffer? He said, he goes, oh, what you do is you get a bucket, you fill it with water, and you dump it in there on the trap. And you drowned it. And I was like, this is yeah, a drowning. Yeah, I've heard of that, but is that, is that better? What would you rather? Would you rather drown, like a weight on your thing, drop to the bottom of the ocean to drown, or would you rather just be like, boom, smashed? I would think boom smash is fa- is faster. Like with an anvil, just don't. Yeah. So yeah, I got judged by the exterminator, which then made me feel bad. Uh, so, Allison Rosen, I'm going to let you be the jury judge and executioner. I'll be the executioner, you be the jury and the judge on this one. Um, am I a worse person? I think... No, I think that you were trying to be merciful. I think you tried to old Yeller, the little guy. I haven't seen old Yeller, but my understanding is <clears throat> it's a mercy thing, right? I think you were trying to put it out of its misery. Yeah. Thank you. It's upsetting. I know. Here's the thing. Listen, we need to take this up with Orkin or whoever makes these traps. If you're going to be in the trap business, how about you make some that like do a humane, a a a, a quick clean like none of this none of this it just maims them thing just boom just yeah do it fast if it's gonna do it please anyway, that's what the electric ones they get in there and it's, zip, it's done Ugh. it's upsetting <sighs> upworthy weekly the best of humanity <laughs> but here's the thing humanity <laughs> is you know a spectrum messy you know, yeah it's messy being human And we have to confront things. Sometimes we have to kill. So first of all, (laughs) I'd I'd like to thank Allison Rosen for putting up with me today because I had some audio problems earlier. I messed up the audio on some of this stuff here. Um, There's going to be a little echo in this room. And I, you were a champ and just. Oh, well, you're welcome. And And thank you. Didn't didn't seem to phase you and made a great show of it. I was stumbling around, you know. Um, you were fine. I, you were great. I apologize. I apologize. No, no apology necessary. And for those of you who listen to it on the podcast, where you can actually hear the audio of it, I'd like to thank Steve Shaw for doing an awesome impersonation of what seems like Patrick Stewart on that King of Good News intro. Thank you, stand-up comedian Steve Shaw. Probably see him playing out in Elmira, New York. Upworthy Weekly was produced by Todd Perry. Follow Upworthy on all socials at Upworthy. Allison is on Twitter at Allison Rosen. And Todd at Todd A. Perry. That's Todd with one D. 
questions, comments, or to tell us about your amazing week, email us at upworthyweekly at upworthy.com. I'm Marley Balin. Have a great week.